Okay, so if we did Twitch, if we did the Twitch, do I have if we Twitch? If we did the Twitch, I, I would need to change shirts into something with sleeves and less holes. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm Zach. And I'm Steve, and this is Fireside Swift. How's it going, Steve? Pretty good. I'm in the middle of my Memorial Day weekend break. Uh, <laughs> so And you got a nice, nice one. Yeah, yeah, I got a little extra one. Uh, so the, the two extra days are gone, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah, those those went by real fast. It's um, a good thing you were super productive with those days. I was very super productive. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's still got uh, tomorrow and Monday to go. It's been, it's a nice, just just relaxing. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. You know, I've got today, tomorrow, and Monday. Uh, to just kind of do whatever I'm, I'm looking forward to just kind of having a day off. And then the way that, you know, the whole coronavirus thing, uh, has happened, I've completely forgotten on multiple occasions that I'm not going to be going to work on Monday because mm. I don't go to work period anymore. Like work just happens at home <laughs> and yep. all the days just run together. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I know that when I was going into the office weekly or daily, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last job, I knew within a month, like I was like, okay, next month I get a day off, right? Yeah. Like next, next month is Memorial day and we're going to get, we're going to get that day off. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, no, all throughout like the end of last week, I had to, keep being reminded that i was not going to be working on monday (laughs) yeah because it just like it almost doesn't make a difference anymore (laughs) exactly same place exactly well i mean the way that i'm treating this is you know i put my work laptop aside and i'm just doing my best not to think about work i mean i'm in my office if you will which is my bedroom um, so it uh, there's so, sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm away from work, um, mm-hmm. particularly when I'm sitting in this chair. Like I've, I've actually avoided <laughs> this chair uh, since uh, <laughs> since Thursday or well since Wednesday. Oh, uh, and you got back into it just for me. Yeah, so it feels like work uh, mm-hmm. talking to you. But then then again, you know that makes sense, right? You should try talking to you. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i think it'd be easier for you since i do all the talking oh yeah but still it's all the listening that has to go along with it Mm. that's a problem (laughs) oh man speaking of listening um i went to visit my parents uh yesterday um and so it was the first time in months i've actually been in my car and i actually (laughs) uh listened to a podcast mm. and uh it's it's been a podcast that's been on my list to listen to for quite some time now uh can you guess which podcast that would that would be uh let's see 
Is it not another Swift podcast? It is not another Swift podcast. Those guys <laughs> do a great job. They do, don't they? I was actually listening to it today. I had a, a bunch of yard work to do. Uh-huh. And so they made it more entertaining. Yeah. Like, I I really like the format. Uh, so I listen to... Well, you to, should. They, they remind me a lot of us. I, I don't know. know if you like the I think, format. I think that's the thing. It's like, I want to listen to it because, like, I want to see what happens. Like, it's it's like a, a soap opera to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, identify, I identify so much with it because it's like, it's, it's very similar to our story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I listened to episode one and then I listened to the latest episode. It was, what, 13 or something like that or 14? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and so that way I got to, to listen to like you know the, the ways change changing, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I really like the way it's coming along and it sounds it sounds great. Um, and if you guys need any help, uh, let us know. You know, uh, mm-hmm. well we're assuming they still listen to us now that they're all yeah. big with their own show. Well, it's easy to get into that like not listening to podcasts anymore state it's true uh especially when you're not driving anymore so i would (laughs) i would would be surprised uh you know i i kind of stopped listening to all podcasts a while ago too i did too and i also deleted all the shows from my library except for four uh not another swift podcast is one of those ours is another one Oh, nice. Gotta keep, gotta keep that that download rolling. Yeah, we we need a few few <laughs> download numbers there. Yeah, uh, I aspirationally kept mine going, but now I've got wh- like honestly, like Overcast is takes up the most space on my phone than <laughs> any other app, bar none. Uh, so I really do need to go through and uh, weed out the podcasts I don't listen to because uh, I haven't been listening to any of them. Yeah, well, you've got another couple of days to do that. Yeah, thanks. Or you just spend the next couple of days listening to all the podcasts you haven't listened to. I could try that. I don't think I will, though. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was a uh, delightful distraction while I was driving. And actually, it was one of the things I was looking forward to uh, working in an office with a commute, is I was hoping to actually listen to some podcasts and... Uh, Right now, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to fit that <laughs> into my life. I mean, the that's the one benefit I found with a commute. I mm-hmm. mean, I I heard your episode with Garrick on my commute, right? Yeah. Like if I if I wasn't commuting when you did that show with him, I may have missed it completely. Totally, and that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. Uh, yeah, it, it also like you know our lives go through different stages too, so it's it's yeah it's fine you know mm-hmm. um, you know there's there's going to be a point when I'll have the time to listen to podcasts again and I will get right back into them. Yeah, I, I obviously believe in them and I I love uh, how to you know learning from them. So, yep, yeah. same here. I'm uh, obviously I'm a big believer in them. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of, I mean, that was our feedback for uh, Not Another Swift Podcast. Uh, how about uh, some feedback for our podcast? Sure, let's start Let's start with a, a favorite. Uh, let's start with old Joe Cab. Uh, he said, I didn't think Comedy and Code was enough for its own episode, but it was we, good and informative. We didn't think so either. We, we actually just wanted to yeah. phone it in and uh, turned out to be a pretty fun episode to record. Well, I mean, we were both good and informative. We weren't just good. 
we weren't just informative. <laughs> we were good and informative. Uh, he nice. goes on to say, you remind me that I have old code with three levels of to-dos. How do you get wow. three levels of to-dos? <laughs> Please explain that. I don't know either. <laughs> it's, that's a lot of pre-planning going on there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, using to-dos as your Jira board. Um, <laughs> so it's like you don't use Jira, you just use to-dos. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a way to work. You, you know, know? That, that could be the future. That's you never the, know. It's the future of agile development. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also goes on to say, Wow, Zach, way to throw Mr. McSwift face under the Bussy McPuss face. <laughs> that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's good that... Uh, Ben gets down there and you know gets dirty every now and then. It's good to just toss him, toss him to the side. Um, uh, I'm not yeah. blameless as well with this. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the Bens called me out. Uh, so uh, Ben G from the LPC uh, called me out by saying, "Dang, Steve changed." <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you have. You just completely forgetting him. Yeah, uh, that was my bad. <laughs> yeah, something that I don't think made it, I saw later, and I don't think made it into the notes, was uh, there was a whole thread, and at some point, uh, Benji from the LPC said, yeah, man, I was listening to my car, and as soon as Steve said Steve said two, I know who was left out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> I really You feel should bad. feel terrible. I feel terrible. I, I I feel like Zach should feel worse for mm. being at a, you know, just 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 really wanting to throw uh, Ben's under the bus, but uh, not Ben's plural, just a singular, just, a single ben. Ben. just <laughs> the one. You're just vindictive. <laughs> um, I'm just forgetful. So <laughs> sorry, Ben. <laughs> Uh, we also heard from R Ramirez underscore Dev. Uh, he wanted because you know we brought up doing a live stream. He asked mm-hmm. about doing a live stream QA on a specific subject. Ooh, I think that might be where it could evolve to. That would be neat. Yeah, and it also depends on the technicality of the subject yeah. involved, right? Like yeah. we probably could have done a QA Q and A on common encode, right? Probably could have. I mean, who knows? Like, I, I you could do a QA on almost any subject. I, I didn't it say could you just, would it could just end well. up being with "I don't know." I'll have to get back to you. <laughs> that could be the answer for almost all the questions, right? Um, but uh, I think we could do that. I, I'm just thinking of like the logistics of that, considering we took a look at Twitch and we're still not sure how we can do a live stream with both of us on our videos so we're still trying to figure that out and if anybody has any expertise on that we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah i mean we're... there it's obviously possible right other people yeah. do it fairly often <laughs> yeah uh so we could we could figure it out also you know a lot of the people who do it fairly often we have spoken with before like we we know them yeah we can uh, reach out and just get the answers to our questions yeah, so we're going to ask a few people. Uh, we, we tried out, like we did a little test run and, and tried to get it working, and we were able to get half of it working. Uh, so uh, we're going to be... Steve's uh, half. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to figure... We're, we're going to ask some people and figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. But like then, like, 
we'll have to see about like a live Q and A because obviously we don't want to have uh, you know dead time or anything like that if we record it and put it in as a podcast. So that makes yeah. it a little more difficult in the editing front. Um, so we might have to do like questions ahead of time and then maybe some live Q and A during, depending on how that's organized. And that might even need a moderator as well uh, to, yeah. to queue up the questions for Zach mm-hmm. and I. Uh, yeah, so to it's, keep, it's to keep it going. Just some some work up front and kind yep. of figuring all that out. Yeah, so I think we're a little ways from that, but it's a great idea, and uh, we'll keep it in mind as we're doing our research and trying to figure out how to get it to work. I've been trying to do a Q and A episode since like episode sixteen. You have we we haven't had enough we haven't we sh- had enough cues for our A's. <laughs> You sure bring it up a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I because I bring it up and then it, it doesn't get a whole lot of traction. I was like, ah, okay, okay I'll, I'll let that wither and die. And then, you know, a few months later, I'll, I'll think about it. And I never tell you about it because that would ruin the fun. I usually just kind of drop it in at the end of an episode. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, usually what happens is we get like a question or a topic suggestion. We turn that into the topic for a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. an episode. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, we heard from underscore Swift Stephanie. She said, my favorite podcast. I only listen to one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're going to listen to one, it may as well be ours. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it, it helps. I, we're, I, I like our podcast, but it'd be nice if you also, like, branch out, too, and listen to other stuff, because there's a lot of really good stuff out there. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, may I suggest not another Swift podcast. Very similar. Yeah, um, no, I mean, well, hold on, Steve, hold what? on. Why, I mean, why Why give us any competition? We already, <laughs> once there are two that she listens to, we may not be the favorite anymore. That's true. That's, that's true. That's, I just uh, want to spread the love. I'm, I'm feeling very uh, generous today, I guess. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to be more secure in our, in our show. <laughs> <laughs> in the quality. Uh, and then what do we got here? Uh, we've got uh, from at Chef Dave 2000 old school comments. Uh, and then there's uh, some preprocessor directive here. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, well, it's not a hashtag or a pound, whatever. Pound if def zero. Octothorpe. Octothorpe if def zero. And then you put all your comments in there and then Octothorpe. Or hashtag or pound and <laughs> end if. Um, so what does that mean? Like so, basically, like this is a preprocessor directive. If uh, the well, uh, basically, if this is if what is after this if def is true, then it would execute whatever's after that as code, <laughs> and like like not execute it, but like literally compile it and be able right. to execute it. But since you're putting a zero there. It's always false. So you can literally write whatever, <laughs> whatever. you want there. <laughs> it's actually kind of a really clever way to put like whatever kind of like formatting you want without it like changing colors. If you just didn't want it to change colors <laughs> and you didn't want like the red lines and stuff like that from like the, the pre-compiler going through and trying to compile it already. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's clever. It is a very clever way to handle it. Yeah. And it's one that I've never seen before. Yeah, I I didn't think about that, uh, but you know now I'm seeing it. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously, I think 
if you're if you're programming iOS and you're using Xcode, I would recommend using like the triple slash or something like that. So you could take advantage of like the tools in your IDE. Um, But, uh, you know, hey, if uh, if you want it to be readable in this way, you know, you don't get marked down with this uh, like you would get with uh, some of the you get marked. There's a way to do markdown in Xcode um, with comments, but I thought it was with triple Mm, slash, but I'm not really sure. There is a way to do that. Yeah, I'm not an expert at that, so know what it is. But this so, is, so speaking this, of, oh, go ahead. This is not the way to get marked down. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but you know. reminded me of something. You know, using the tools in your IDE. So something happened with Xcode on my work computer on Thursday, hmm. where it stopped accepting the command slash shortcut which would comment out whatever code I had highlighted. That's happened to me, yep. I did not realize how reliant I was on that until I all of a sudden had to start commenting out every line of code uh, by hand manually. And it got to the point where I was like, I just, I shut, I quit Xcode, I opened it back up, it still happened. I ended up shutting down the entire laptop and rebooting. I was going to say, you had to reboot your computer for that to work. Yeah. It was, I rely on it apparently that much. You don't know that you do until it breaks and then all of a sudden you're doing it by hand. Yeah, it was, I'm trying to remember when it was. It was like it was around like iOS 10 or something like that. Uh, it was really, really bad. And I remember, um, or maybe uh, iOS 11, because uh, it, it happened a lot. And I remember having to restart my computer a lot because that was the only way to fix that bug. And it was just like, I sometimes I would live with it, you know, for a little while. But you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, I, I'm so reliant on command forward slash that uh, I, I couldn't stand it. You know, I would restart yeah. my computer. <laughs> not, it's not worth it. No, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> And luckily, like with with solid state drives and all that, like Max restart pretty fast. Yeah, they're, so they boot up pretty quickly. Not too bad. <laughs> right. So Zach, so Steve, you know it's kind of sad. Uh, this this summer we're, we're not going to be able to watch the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, but two years ago, we did get the opportunity to uh, to watch the Winter Olympics. Did you watch the uh, the Winter Olympics uh, two years ago? I love the Olympics. Which I, uh, I will watch everything. I will what, watch curling. Oh. I will watch uh, the biathlon. Which which I will watch cross country skiing. What's your favorite event in uh, the Winter Olympics? Oh, my favorite event. Hmm. That's the, again. That's a hard one. I just uh, I like. Any of the downhill skiing, I find interesting. Mm, yeah, that, uh, they added pretty... they added snowboard not that <clears throat> you know not that long ago, and they that's did. been really interesting as well. They did with Sean White, you know, doing yep. huge half pipe stuff. Yeah, that's incredible. Yep. Those, those little Japanese guys just like <laughs> flinging their little bodies around. Like it's just they're it's like very 13. impressive. They're like thirteen. I know. <laughs> I know. Like I don't I don't get it. Like uh, how they're able to do that. Like fearless, just absolutely fearless. Um, I think you said it earlier when you said they were thirteen. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like <laughs> Sean White, you know, he's. I wonder if he has um, 
something wrong with his head because like how old is he now and he still does that and he should know better by now um but he's still chewing those huge jumps I, I, yeah so i don't know maybe you you have to go young in order to be able to do stuff like that but i think uh, that's it yeah anyways you know, you know what mine is um yours would probably be something just absolutely ridiculous yeah um hmm. synchronized data that's not yeah an olympic event oh yeah it's incredible when you see the data like just just you know like dancing around to like the the music they like pick that like perfect song now see that was that was close i was gonna say ice dancing goes around like yeah it's just like the the way the data just interacts with itself uh just the synchronization is amazing (laughs) the way it interacts with itself yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't again, you know, we have to have a lot of talks once these shows end because I feel like you understand software quite a bit, but there's a lot of pop culture I feel like you're missing out on or you're just getting wrong Are you or telling someone me you, you has lied to you. you. You don't watch <laughs> synchronized data, you know, that, that might be that event. the one thing that I don't watch apparently. Hmm. You're missing out, man. Is that they probably show that at like four in the morning? They do. Yeah, it is one of like those one of the, ones, the yeah. lesser channels. It, it's it's not as popular as the other ones, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, some in some countries will actually call it data synchronization instead of synchronized data. Uh, oh, okay. you know, we're more civilized in this country, of course. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, you know what that that reminds me. How about instead of me trying to convince you that that's not a sport? Um, we talk about, we talk about what data synchronization means for an iOS app. Okay. That sounds good. Especially if you put it to music, right? (laughs) Will there be music? You're the one who does all the, the post. I I hear music in my head. That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Zach, what is data synchronization? So, uh... I mean, what is data synchronization? That is actually a larger question. Yeah, than it really is. You you first expect right? Like well, okay, you expect so a why, straightforward. So why are we talking about data synchronization then if we can't explain it? Well, because it's a very important aspect of or, of Swift programming. It was also asked for, wasn't it? It was also asked for. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone wanted to know about it, which makes it a very important aspect yeah. of Swift programming. <laughs> Well, it, 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 the funny thing was, do, uh, we don't have written down who asked for it, right? It was on Twitter, uh, yeah. right? I, I don't remember. Or was it a DM? Was this a DM to it us? It was a DM. Oh, okay, yeah. that's that's why we're not saying the name. Um, no. If you wanted your name on here, you know, just let us know, and we could you know, <laughs> do that feedback afterwards. Uh, yep. But anyways, uh, so we started talking about this last week because the DM came in, and uh you know, we were having this d- debate about, you know, okay, so what truly is data synchronization? And we almost got into another podcast episode last <laughs> week just talking about how we were thinking about answering this question. So we figured it would be a good uh, good topic to cover for this week. Right. Right. And we may, we probably won't go into all of the nuances of what data synchronization is. Uh, but I'm more than happy to talk about what 
my approach is to data synchronization on the app that I work on every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, we, we have different strategies with this and we've had, depending on the app that um, you are working on, uh, you will need to, de- you know, employ different strategies uh, based on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, yeah, let's 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 kind of dive into a quick definition. Uh, Zach, what is data like at, at the heart? What do you think data synchronization is? So it is ensuring that the data that is in the back end matches with the data that's in your app. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say, like, there's probably an even simpler way of saying this is like the data in one place is made the same as the data in another place. Mm-hmm. That's Does true that, because it, yeah. Well, we're, we were going to talk about it in like a client server context. Mm-hmm. Like well, you know, your that's app that's is talking typical, to a backend, right? And that is but the you typical could do, way to think about it, right? Because you could do peer to peer though, like with Bluetooth mm-hmm. or something, yep. right? Yes, you could, and that's that can be a difficult route to go. And I will say that I don't have any experience with peer to peer networks and to be able to sync data that way. Uh, and Zach, I don't know if you do. No, do you? <laughs> no. no. Uh, so, so we're gonna kind of say that that exists, and there is a way to do data synchronization and a way of thinking about it that is peer to peer. But we're gonna take that out of the equation because it's not as popular as client server. <laughs> not, not as popular meaning we have no experience with it. Well, but but <laughs> if you look at like the industry no, that we work you in, a hard time. it's obvious that client server is the more popular <laughs> approach right now. Maybe not in the future. I mean, who knows? We may go to a fully peer to peer, you know, networked system. That would be pretty mm-hmm. interesting. And you know, people have tried that. You know, to do a fully peer to peer network. Um, but uh, you know, right now the world we live in is client server. Yes, um, it is by far the most popular approach to this yes um, yeah and and i think that there's there's a couple way to couple ways to think about this too um mm-hmm. you know there, there's the very simple way to synchronize data like if i go to a website you know i, I get on it like my computer and i go on a browser i type in a website um, i get served data from the server and i could feel you know, pretty secure in thinking that I have the latest data from the server, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in a way, I'm synchronized with the server. Now, after I get that data, it doesn't sync after that usually. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it, you know, has it refresh, you know, refreshes itself. But oftentimes, in order to sync it again, I have to hit the refresh button. Yes. And that's that's a that's a very very simplistic way. Of of thinking about this, but it's also a common strategy in iOS, um, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's not a bad strategy, right, Zach? No, not at all. In fact, do you mind if I kind of dive into how yep how it's handled in the app right. that I work on? Right, I, I don't mind. I was, I said yep, yeah, but I, <laughs> I don't mind. Go right ahead. Perfect. Okay, so uh, the app I work on is it's flight tracking, right, mm-hmm. and there if you if you want to talk about a massive amount of data mm-hmm. coming in at very regular inter- intervals like between 1 and 60 seconds uh flight tracking is is it right yeah um there are thousands of flights even now in the air 
uh, all at once. My company has a bunch of antennas on the ground and even in space now that wow. will pick up that will pick up uh, signals from each plane in flight. Again, between every like one and sixty seconds, depending on the equipment the plane uses. Yeah. Um, and then that those antennas feed the data back to our back end, which has a number of systems to kind of like synchronize that data, right? Because one plane uh, could send its data out that gets picked up by two antennas. And then we have to make sure that we are using the, you know, only one of those, right? Like we're not, we're not rewriting stuff that we already know. Yep. That makes sense. Um, But then that data also has to make its way to the app. So a user of the app can be looking at a map and say, oh, there are five planes overhead, look up in the in the sky and see those five planes, right? That's what they would expect. Sure. Um, so to do that, we have a, a couple of, of ways of going about it. Uh, for the most part, it is a simple refresh, like you said. Um, if the user is looking at the map on the app, uh, every... 15 seconds, uh, 30 seconds, we will actually make a call back to the API and say, look, it's been, it's been half a minute. Give us all fresh data because planes move quite a bit in 30 seconds. (laughs) And and (laughs) there's actually a name for that too. Uh, it's, it's called polling. Um, Yes. So you've got a little timer you said every 15 or 30 seconds, um, Mm -hmm that uh, you will make the request again. And yes. so basically you are polling the data and you're and every time you do that, you get updated data and then you can update your, your views with that, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because for the most part, this app is only consuming data, it makes synchronization more straightforward. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's still difficult because data synchronization just is inherently difficult in my opinion oh yeah um now there's there's one aspect of the app where we do need the data from the app to actually make it to the back end and that is with our user settings Mm. because we want a user to be able to make an update to their settings in the app log on to the website 10 minutes later and have those settings persist yep that makes sense and so, so how do you do that? So that we actually push uh, all of the data back up to the back end and our API that we hit will then go into the system and rewrite the user's data and synchronize it that way. Now, if a user were to simultaneously update the data on the app and in the web, there would be some sort of race condition, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yep. And whichever, uh, and by the way, that's something we can talk about later because yep. that plays into this. Uh, oh, yeah. Whichever whichever call made it there last would probably be the settings that persist. Uh, yeah. Because I would they say, would overwrite whatever came first. Yeah, typically that's that's how that works. And like you, let's, let's say you were in the app, you change your settings, uh, you don't log out, uh, you get on the web, you change your settings open the app up again you wouldn't necessarily see those those settings reflected unless you probably would you, though you would because so how, how what, are you polling on settings as well every, no, every time the app opens ah, or comes that's, to the foreground we get no the user hard. 
And that is how we synchronize that data. And so that's that's key right there. It's like when you know, when are you okay with having stale data? When are you okay with not having stale data? And I think that's that's a key piece right there. Um, you know, you could still game this system if you really cared yeah. to, but that you think you because you could leave the app open, change your settings on the web, go back to the app, and it's you know your settings right. aren't, aren't changed until you close it and open it again. Uh, yeah. But you think about like what is the common use case <laughs> of your users? What are they most likely to do? Are they going uh, like are they going to do that? Probably not. Most people mm-hmm. put their phone to sleep before they you know when they put it in their pocket like and and do things on the web and come back. It's a it'd be a very weird edge case. It, I mean, often I I doubt your users are changing settings all that often. Usually oh. they. They probably find a setting they like, set it to that, and they don't want to change it again. Very, very rarely. And I, I yeah. mean, the other thing you have to answer is, you know, is this worth actually doing the work in coding around, right? Yes. Yes. And, and yeah. if someone yeah. wanted to break their user settings in this way, and then break is also a strong word because it wouldn't really break it. They just wouldn't see the updated settings. They would still have their old yep. settings. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not really... <laughs> not really worth the time and or effort yep. to to try to fix something that isn't technically broken in the first place yeah so <laughs> so let's let's look at the other side here um I'll, I'll talk about a more complex situation that i dealt with at uh the company i used to work at um we had um an event check-in app and so what does that mean um you let's let's say you are having an event and you would obviously want to invite a bunch of people to your event um, so you would create invitations you would send those invitations to like let's say email them to all your guests um, and then they would reply yes they want to go and then they would show up to the event and there needs to be something to say yes you deserve to be in this event right like mm-hmm. you deserve to yep. come in these doors that would be the, <laughs> the check-in app. Um, <laughs> Is there a guy with a little red velvet rope? Yes, usually. <laughs> I, I always, I've got one on my door for my house. Um, <laughs> I, I, I assume everybody else has that that little red rope. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> um, uh, this this app it, it, it's it's nothing more complex than essentially a list of names, right? That you can search through, but that's where the simplicity ends and let's let's talk about why this is actually more complex than uh you know you would really want to deal with in most cases um because of data synchronization um one of the key things with events uh when you work in events is that uh internet sucks at events (laughs) like that is a key tenet of events Uh, (laughs) Uh, and, and if you think it's bad as a, a guest of an event, like you go to a large concert or a sporting event or something like that, if you think it sucks for you, it's so much worse for the employees that need to rely on. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're if you're using a check-in app and it is 100% the you know built the way that uh, FlightAware is built, you know, like the way that you you do polling and all that. Uh, you're going to have a really bad time checking in guests with that app. <laughs> because you, you cannot wait for the internet for every single time you search. Like, that is yeah. just not tenable. Uh, you need to be be able to get people in the door, and you need to be accurate with that. So 
the way you can solve this is you can cache or save those people's names, you know, that list of names on the device. Mm-hmm. Fine. So that's great. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I think I don't know if I should ask this question now or later, but it seems like the data flow is kind of in the opposite direction with the event check-in app. What do you mean right? by that? Compared to well, FlightAware, all the data that it needs to synchronize with is on the servers. Okay. And with the event check-in app, it needs to get the data from the the customer in front of them. And um, then- you could you could delay that, uh, the pushing back to the server. But mm-hmm. let's let's focus on just getting the data to the person checking them in. Let's assume okay. let's assume it doesn't matter that all of the device you know the server knows that you've checked people in yet. Like okay. all, all you care about is does this person show up on the list? Okay. okay. That's that's already a hard enough problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I can't. Let's say the internet. Like I'm I'm sipping the the internet through the the tiniest of internet straws. Um, <laughs> it's like a coffee straw that uh, it's one of the it, paper ones, and yeah, it's, it's already a, kind it's of a, disintegrated a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's the size of one of those like coffee stir straws, mm-hmm. uh, but it's paper and it's already disintegrated. Um, that's that's the kind of internet you get at these events. <laughs> Um, so, and you've got to check in 10,000 people. Okay. So you've got to check in 10,000 people. You don't want every time you type a letter for it to take three or four seconds for it to search for through the names, through these 10,000 mm. names. Okay. You, you can't afford that. It would take way too long. Um, so, uh, what you, what you want to do is like we talked about, once you download the list of names, you want to save them on the device so that you can leverage something like core data. Uh, when you are searching for the name, it would quickly go through the, the names that are already on the device and display it qu- very quickly. So you can say, yep, I, you ha- you know, I see your ID. I see you are who you say you are, and you are on the list. Therefore, come in. Okay. Okay. Make it as smooth as possible. Can I ask another question? Okay. I also don't want to derail you too much. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, now, what happens if someone bought a ticket day of or after the list had already been downloaded to the device? We'll get to that. Okay. okay. So just let, let's let's continue down this simplest path, right? Um, mm-hmm. I have 10,000 names. I want to save them onto my device. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I want to be able to check them in. Okay, so that means you want to do this. You want to download the names once, okay? Yes. Um, so I do that ahead of time. Before the event starts, I download <laughs> 10,000 names onto my device. When you have reliable internet. When you have reliable internet, yep. And I mean, um, 10,000 names isn't that much data. It's not that much data, but uh, you'd be surprised how little things crop up. And of course, things can be optimized, but... Uh, Let's let's say you get maybe because um, usually there's other data associated with this. So maybe you've got uh, an API call uh, that gives you a hundred names per API call. Okay. So ten thousand names, you're only making a hundred API calls. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna come to this in just a second because it this this goes directly <laughs> with what you were just asking. Uh, so that's great. You know, I let I've I've got these ten thousand names on my device. They're saved. I can check in ten thousand people. All right, then, uh, Zach, you show up and you buy a ticket on site. 
that needs to propagate to the check-in person <laughs> because uh, you bought your ticket after the check-in person downloaded that list. Yeah. Okay. So now, I would like to get into the event. You want to? Yeah. You want to? I want to go through the red velvet rope. Yep. So let's use your strategy we talked about before called polling, where we just pull all the data. You know, every fifteen to thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I've now have ten thousand and one <laughs> uh, people on my guest list. Yes. Uh, which means I need to make 101 API calls. If there's 100 people per API, you know, every time I make Return, an API call, yeah. I get a page of 100 uh, invitations and their their metadata. Um, so I need to make 101 API calls. Uh, let's assume uh, you know it takes you know three to four seconds per API call. Um, okay, so we're looking at about you know. 300 to 400 seconds uh, every 30 to 15 seconds. Yeah, people love waiting around though, right? Yeah, so basically you can't use that strategy. (laughs) (laughs) You literally cannot use that strategy. Uh, So what can you do instead? Uh, One of the things that we did is uh, we kept track of the last time we asked for the data from the server. We stored that time and uh, the, ser- the server would give us that time. So we would store that, that timestamp. And that was the, essentially the last time the data was fresh. Mm-hmm. And then anytime we, you know, anytime we would essentially poll, we would, do, we would use a polling strategy. Um, so every 15 or 30 seconds, um, we would ask the API with the time that we last had fresh data, we would ask, what has changed since this time? So instead of right. saying, you know, give me everything again, no, we say, just give me changes, only changes. Now it would give me that one invitation that was purchased, and I would then, you know, take that that information, update it in the database, okay. and move on. That's much much faster. We're talking, for, you know, if it let's <laughs> say it takes three seconds, that's fine. Three seconds is well within that thirty second window we have for polling. Yeah. So uh, that's the kind of strategy that we employed uh, for pooling the data. Obviously, it gets even more complex when we're making changes like actually checking people in Mm -hmm. because now we have to keep track of all the essentially the transactions that we're doing on the device um, and uh, save those in our database. And when we got the opportunity to attempt to um, to uh, sync the data between ourselves and uh, the the server, uh, we would uh, push out each one of those tra- transactions as an API call uh, and try to get through those. And once those were, we would get confirmation that that would be a successful call, we would delete it from the local database and move to the next mm. one. Okay. Yeah. That's a smart way to go about it. It's um, very, very complex in practice, and uh, it's easy to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of data synchronization is. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's why we wanted to have this conversation, is uh, if you can do what Zach was talking about, uh, you know, if you can do that strategy of just, like, pulling from the server and just updating your, your UI that way, um, 
you are far less likely to have issues <laughs> like you know synchronization issues um for instance like let me just point out like uh, a, a way you can get into a bad place um with uh data synchronization issues on uh like a check-in app um let's say you uh added an invitation in the check-in app on one device and uh then let's let's just say this is just how you've had it set up you have people in a help desk and you know they buy it somebody buys a ticket there you add them to the the app there but that particular device can't connect to the internet and that person goes up to the 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 door person who has uh, you know the same app uh but it it doesn't pull down the change because the first device wasn't able to push up the new invitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you've got issues. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of little things like that, uh, that, that crop up. And uh, we had to really think hard about the different kinds of errors that could occur and uh, allow the user to, you know, duck themselves <laughs> yeah figuring out a way to kind of override the the data synchronization issues or any issues that come up with it is difficult in and of itself right yeah because you're already in a state uh where nothing matches you have to find the truth and in in the scenario you're talking about there are people involved like face to face like yeah. wanting to get in who paid money to go do a thing and you're telling them you can't. Yep. So getting that right is also very difficult. And part of that is, is like you said, identifying the source of truth. And usually it's easy to say, well, the source of truth is, is the server. Yeah. Um, but when you have this two-way synchronization, you can't say that anymore. There are times when the source of truth needs to be the app because it has the most up-to-date information. You know, mm-hmm. I bought the ticket. I got added in the app. Uh, the server doesn't know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when, when the internet works and that transaction goes through, then the server gets updated. And then now the server is the source of truth and needs mm-hmm. to disseminate that to all the other apps that are connected to it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a very interesting topic, I think, it is. and it's it's something that touches every part or most parts of development, uh, not every part, I guess. Um, it's also where some of just the worst bugs come from. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, especially when you know you, <laughs> the end user is sitting there looking at a website trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> And why the updates they just made to something didn't come through, or why yeah. they aren't why they aren't the updates they thought they made. Yeah, and you know, um, um, it makes me think of like uh, video games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm playing a video, a first person shooter, and uh, you know my ping is off by just a little bit. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I shoot the opposing player and like it, you know, I, I, I swear like my reticle was on that person. I pulled the trigger and, and nothing, you know, it totally mm-hmm. missed, you know, um, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a synchronization issue. Um, now that's a, a little different than what we're talking about. Um, I mean, it's still, 
Well, think about, okay, how about this? Think about uh, something like World of Warcraft, right? Yep. You have 40 people fighting one boss. Yeah. Right? So you need, all of those 40 people need to be seeing the boss do the same thing. Yep. And if that gets out of sync, then the whole thing, like the game ends, essentially, because it is no longer fun, because you have to be really in sync with each other yeah everybody's playing essentially a different game <laughs> exactly that would that would be chaos <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you and i like playing borderlands and it just it blows my mind like all the different things that are going on yes. at the same time and you know it, it obviously there's there's more advanced strategies used there and I've not needed to go in that depth with data synchronization. I'm thankful for that because that Can is you imagine? so complex. Can you imagine if Borderlands was like, every 15 seconds we'll give you an update? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they. you, you got to think about that. It's like they, a lot of it is streams of data and it's okay if like one or two, you know, bits of this data gets, gets dropped. It's not you know they they they're able to, to justify it at some point in time mm-hmm. um but they also have to take like all the things that are happening on the screen and and your input yeah. and simplify it down to like the the simplest stream possible so that it can get there in fractions of seconds <laughs> and update on the other person's you know console uh yeah. and yeah i it just it blows my mind what they're able to do it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, they have they have some smart people working on the networking and, and data sync in general. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's easy to think about that and go, "Wow, I'm never going to be smart enough to be able to do that." But uh, you know, another aspect to this too is like everything that was done for those systems was not built by one person. You know, it was built yeah. by teams of people that had made incremental changes over years and years and years of time mm-hmm. and um you know you all, all we are expected to do as engineers is make an incremental change you know yep. a, a incre- incremental improvement yes. you know and, and those uh, yeah they also most likely didn't create it whole cloth just from scratch themselves right yep. like they didn't just yep. sit down and think about you know the algorithm algorithms they were going to use they most likely you know played off of what someone else had already done because you know you need to do that in this field that yep. has existed for however many decades now right yep. it, it doesn't make sense to start over again yep absolutely absolutely it, it is good to know some of the fundamentals you know, and uh, you know to to experience some of these things yourself uh, and and build on it. But uh, oftentimes, especially with bigger companies, you come in. There's already a system built for data synchronization, and uh, you just need to learn the patterns that are used in that company, um, and uh, and leverage that. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you end up working on the team that works on the data synchroniz- synchronization side. Um, you just make incremental changes to that and you do it better. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But I think that's that's really all I have to say. Oh, you know what? There's actually a couple of things I did want to mention. I almost forgot about, but then I saw the notes on CloudKit. Um, <laughs> yes, CloudKit is something that exists. Yeah, CloudKit is something that exists. 
I don't know a ton about it. All, in all honesty, I, I really haven't done anything with CloudKit. Have you done anything with CloudKit, Jack? Never. Not even once. Okay, so we still need to like play with it before we can have an opinion about that. Yep. Uh, I do have an opinion about Firebase. Um, you've heard my opinion about Firebase if you listened to the show a long time ago. <laughs> um, I still love Firebase. Firebase is great for prototyping and getting things off the ground quickly. Um, it could even be good for production apps um, if uh, you're a small team. You may want to think about something a little bit more customizable um, if you're a larger team. Um I would assume, like, with a larger app, Firebase gets very expensive very quickly. Yeah. Uh, for a small app, it is very cheap for a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's talk about synchronization, like, you don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, or at least you don't have to think about it very much anymore. Yeah. Um, it is very, very good with uh, keeping your data in sync uh, and uh, provi- provided it's simple data. Um, and uh, you can do some really, po- like, really have a powerful app using Firebase. So um, I recommend getting into that, reading the help docs if you want some uh, synchronization that doesn't even rely on polling. Like, it's just, when something changes on one end or the other, the change gets immediately attempted to push to the other side. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Yeah, that is really, really cool. Yeah. So I think that's all I got. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Uh, we don't have any shout-outs today. Uh, anything you wanted to uh, call out today, Zach? Mm, no. You know, go give Not Another Swift podcast a try if you if you haven't yet. Oh, change of heart? I mean, everyone that's not Swift, Stephanie. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I mean, if we are the only podcast you listen to, you're not allowed to listen to anyone else. Fair Those enough. are just the rules. That that's true. Oh, we didn't make the rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for coming out, and we'll see you all next week. Y'all have a good one. It's such a good feeling to be at the end. A happy feeling that there may have been a mistake or two. So we'd like to hear from you. Twitter's great, Breaker might beat it, email's fine but we rarely read it, but we love five star reviews, and we promise to mention you, so get a pen and write this down, <laughs> just kidding, who's got pens around, still they'd love to hear from you, Steve Berard and Zach Belgu, tweet it Zach and have some fun, at C-F-A-L-G, call you one G-F-A-L-G Oh, you do one He'll write back when his work is done Tweet it, Steve, and you will see Clever use of the emoji At S-W-B E-R-A-R-D Fireside Swift has its own handle So you can burn three sides of the candle At Fireside underscore Swift At Fireside underscore Swift if your message is a little too long, there's FiresideSwift at gmail.com and FiresideSwift.com. FiresideSwift.com.
Have you heard of the Marble Olympics? The Did you say marble? Marble Olympics. Is this what you spent all your time doing? Yes, yes. Uh, and and the funny thing is, uh, how do you spell marble? <laughs> M-A-R-B-L-E. Oh, it's, uh, okay, yeah, marble Olympics. Okay, uh, so I actually knew about this uh, a while ago. It was like right when, uh, when the you know a quarantine hit and all sports got canceled. Uh, my roommate Troy <laughs> told me about you know ESPN. The Ocho was back. Yeah, I saw this. They did wall to wall coverage of all the most random things that they could find. Exactly. And one of the things that they aired on ESPN The Ocho was uh, the Marble Olympics. <laughs> and let me send you... Uh, I... This is just one video from it. I just kind of want to get... Is there like a better video of this? Yeah, here, all events. Okay. I'm just going to pause that. I'm going to send you a link to this to see what you think of it. I mean, you're not going to watch the whole thing because, like, I mean, how long is this? Hours? I've got to get through the ads, though. I'll wait for the ads to go by. This so. is 2017. Oh, this is the 2017 one? Come oh, on. I'm, I'm watching I'm the Marble Olympics from 2017. All right, let me find 2019. Yeah, uh, give me something up to date. Come on. I do enjoy the stop motion animation. It's an hour and a half. Yes. So, yes, an hour and a half. Uh, here we go. Marble League 2019. Uh, it's just individual videos. So, I'll send this one to you. So, it's probably much longer because he just got better and better at this. So, anyways, <laughs> they have their own... Uh, like torch lighting ceremony, you know, opening ceremony, closing ceremony, uh, it's stop motion with, with marbles. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, each, each marble has their own country. Uh, and there's teams of marbles. Uh, and, and so he, he like builds stands out of Legos and puts the marbles in there, like, you know, dressed in their like not, you know, like the the different colored marbles in their different places, and they have like little signs, like they're yeah. rooting for their their team <laughs> and whatnot. Um, honestly, this is the one of the best wastes of time uh, you could possibly give yourself uh, in this 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 age, this... Uh, since we can't go to live sport events; <laughs> they don't exist. Uh, oh, this wow. is just as good, if not better. And I like how they're they're actually racing them too in this oh, yeah. at least in this video that I'm watching. Yeah, it's like and, a legit it, race. It's a legit race. Like the and and the and it's good. There's actually commentary. Like he provides commentary for all of the different events. <laughs> um, there's actually decent graphics. Like uh, I know that look like their Olympics graphics and whatnot. Um, so I had known about this uh, and I was like having a great time with it. Um, you know, watching it with with Troy, and just like I mean, some of it's just it's just it's riveting. Like you start root, you actually start rooting for these marbles. It, <laughs> Are you sure? It, have you just lost your mind? Oh, I've totally lost my mind, but <laughs> it's it's absolutely worth it. Because uh, like you you start to like associate like personality to inanimate <laughs> objects. <laughs> because like they it, it 
honestly, like this is just as good as sports. <laughs> like <laughs> you have, wait, you, hold on. You you have literally just as much influence over these marbles as you do over Texas A and M. So it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little more tied it to Texas A and M than I am to these you, marbles. You do miss out a little bit of the soap opera that is uh, sports. Like you won't have like the the behind the scenes like you know right. the the wife beating and the child beating and <laughs> are you sure the marbles aren't into that? I, these it are... doesn't get brought up in these videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what you're saying is he's just sweeping it all under the rug? It could very well, yeah. We, this, oh, the 24 okay. 24/7 coverage is just not there yet, so <laughs> uh, we we don't know what these marbles do in their private lives. So it's still like out of this uh, nice sheen of glossy coating. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need we we need to find the Twitter accounts for all of these marbles. That's the problem, right? <laughs> right? No Twitter accounts for the marbles. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I I was watching this with Troy, like the the 2019 olympics and obviously this is the only olympics we're going to get in 2020 <laughs> so we are looking forward to the, the marble olympics the 2020 marble olympics uh, plus you get the olympics every year which is sweet um <laughs> and so while i was watching these videos i also saw that they have a marbula one Oh no! <laughs> uh, thing so it actually I find the Marbula One races even more riveting than the Olympics one. The nice thing about the the nice thing about the Olympics ones are that like it's different games. It's like they're they're different yeah. enough, so it's like you you get like a change of pace. And of course, that's why people like the Olympics, anyways, right? Right. Well, Marbula One is <laughs> like. I don't know why, but it's just like it is so riveting watching these marbles go around a track and like overtake each other and like the lead changes. And, how does like, that work, by the way? Oh, so how, how do you get is it is it a single track? Uh, so it's a single track that has this like connect. Uh, do you remember the connects like yeah like Legos? But yeah, okay. so he's got he's got like this connect um, ramp that uh, is motorized. So it's like uh, you would okay. do you would go down the track and go through all the turns and stuff like that. And he also like makes tracks for each nation. So like <laughs> each nation has their own individual track. So they'd and, be like, like they theme. have home home court advantage essentially. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, so, okay, so like the there's only one season I think of Marbula One right now. So like it starts with the <laughs> Savage Speedway. Um, so there's the oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the teams. The Savage. Oh man, you realize Savage, I'm not going to listen to you at all during the rest of this entire podcast. I know. I'm just going to be watching this. So there's one called the there's one Marble Nation called the Savage Speed or the teams called the Savage Speeders. Here at the beginning, it's got like the teams. So if you watch the first Marbula One uh, video and just kind of like watch the opening graphics, by the way, it's fantastic graphics. He's like gotten better and better each, through these each graphics. He's are impressive. They're imp- I, and there's multiple camera. There's multiple camera angles. Multiple like- camera <laughs> angles. Yeah, um, and like so. Okay, let's keep going with this. Uh, but come on, I thought he did. Oh, I guess this one doesn't open with the different teams. Interesting. I thought it did. Um, but yeah, so like the there's the Savage Speeders, right? That's a, a team. Uh, they also participate in the Olympics, and they have a Marbula One team. And, uh, <laughs> of course. And so, and so their home track is the Savage Speedway. <laughs> or, 
Yeah, Savage Speedway. And then so like uh uh so there's the oranges. It's like orange marbles. Uh so they have the O Raceway. Um there's Team Momo, uh there's Mo Motorway. Um let's see here this Oh, the the green ducks, uh they have Greenstone GP. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the Rojo Rollers, the Jungle Jumpers, the Thunderbolts. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm. This is what I do now. This is what I'm yeah. into. Oh, you, you're gonna lo- you're gonna love it. And there's so there's there's also Marble Rally. Do you know who else so, was is gonna love this? Is my are my daughters? Like oh, I think love it. they would actually it's, it's, enjoy. It's, it's 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 very family friendly. Yes, yes, um, it is. There, there's also so like if you, you're into rally racing, there's the Marble Rally, which <laughs> you know it's just basically a sand trench dug and. Then, like, <laughs> there's there's several races and then like each it's funny because like this guy will like um rate the sand conditions you know like it's a real race and everything yeah and and you know you'll get disqualified if you you know your your marble goes off the track and like you can't go any further you you get stuck and yeah. he, he points them like and so like it's 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 a whole like the with marble one is a grand prix and so like you know you've got your uh, your points after each one, uh, you'll get like an extra point, you know. Well, so you'll get points for first, second, third, you know, fourth, fifth. All I, I don't remember how like how many points you get for each of those, <laughs> but you'll get an extra point if you have the fastest lap time. So like he's actually like timing each marble <laughs> as they get the finish line, and it comes honestly, it comes down to tenths of seconds, like literally tenths of seconds. Have you started placing bets on uh, the marble races? I did on like I watched a uh, a marble rally and like the last marble rally and I decided that I was going to choose a couple marbles and root for them, uh, and just you know without looking at who was going to win. Yeah. And uh, the marble that I chose uh, like literally came in last place. <laughs> I kept rooting for Cobra. I don't know why, but Cobra did not do well. Uh, so don't root for Cobra. I'm a fan yeah. of the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Those are some nice uh, colors. Yeah, for the Olympics, it was easy to root for uh, the Raspberry Racers. But, uh, yeah, and so, it, it, but it goes it goes even further. Uh, Marbula E, okay? So, I, I don't really know what Marbula e, e is. Like, there, it, obviously, it's like Formula E or something like Formula that. Formula One, right? Well, no, that's Marbula one. Oh, so oh. I think Marbula E. I've never is heard of like, yeah. Is there a Formula E I racing? Uh, FIA Formula E. Yes, there is. Yes. Okay, so there is a Formula E. Okay. All right. So this looks like Le Mans style. Yeah. It looks like, but maybe I'm wrong on that. But anyways, like there's real teams and everything. I think these guys, like, since they're not. Either they're not able to race, or they've, or or just they 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 found this marble run thing, and uh, <laughs> this je- jelly jelly's marble runs, uh, they have act like real to to <laughs> real to God like sponsors <laughs> for this marble e, like it is sponsored by Virgin. Um, oh, I mean there are eleven million, or there are almost twelve million views. Um, yeah, on this one video that I'm watching, it's a 16 minute now, video. Now, granted, last week tonight I was watching that he called him out like last week, and I was so happy because like I knew about this, and like 
he's going to be like last week tonight is <laughs> Wait, sponsoring. There's a fight breaking out in the stands between two groups of Marvels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a Virgin Racing and Envision, Envision Virgin Racing. It's actually like that's the group. Uh, they are they sponsored the Formula E series. Yeah. And but the crazy thing is, it's like the actual teams and like. And, and it, <laughs> Watch the opening to this video because it's like the actual racers. I think they took like those people. Like this is a, <laughs> this is a serious production here. It is. And I hope. Like, I really hope it's just some guy in his like garage. It kind. I think it is. <laughs> and and he like re like he creates the tracks that these Formula E racers race around. Like reenacts the like recreates these tracks for marbles and like. Like there'll be like a Mercedes. There's a Mercedes marble. There's a BMW marble. There's a Porsche marble. <laughs> uh, there's there's companies I haven't heard of, but they obviously have racing teams. It's it you know Envision Version Racing. I didn't even know that was a race team, but apparently it is, and they have a marble. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, it's no joke. He does qualifying laps, and that's how you get determined. You know the order which you start of like a real (laughs) formula e race uh watch this it is riveting (laughs) oh this is yeah this is way too interesting for what it actually is yeah i mean and the marbula e is great because you get to watch the qualifiers too like the, (laughs) uh, the marbula one it's like the qualifier took place before oh another interesting thing about the marbula e is they got like I think they actually used the real announcer for Formula E, or like a real announcer for that, because, yeah. um, like, number one, like, he's able to, like, spout out these names of, like, the, the motorsports teams, like, no problem. Right. Like, he's, so, he's familiar with them. Yeah. Like, Audi Sport, ABT, Schaeffler, uh, BMW, I, Andretti Motorsport, uh, mm-hmm. DS Decida, uh, Envision Virgin Racing, uh, Geox Dragon. Uh, Mahindra Racing, Mercedes Benz EQ. Uh, yeah, he pronounces Nissan Nissan because yeah. that's what they do in other countries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, it's 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 like you you. It sounds like a real announcer, and then I think on the second race, they have color commentary from the real announcer and the guy who does the marble racing that does marble racing <laughs> so so wait what you're telling me is this this fully legitimate uh race announcer has been stuck in a in some sort of i guess partnership with the yep. marble racing guy yeah and, <laughs> and it is absolutely stunningly amazing <laughs> The quality, like the the video quality, is is up to par. Oh, 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 oh! I forgot about this. Like, I think on the second race in Marbula E, they actually, like, it, it's tough to tell. Like, you know, they're they're not serious. You know, they're not serious about it, but they they sound serious. <laughs> and then they do something like cut to the driver's point of view. <laughs> and it's just a rolling ball. Like you're, it's like you're inside the rolling ball. Like they have graphics. So it's like it's floor, like, ceiling, floor, ceiling, floor, ceiling. You, well, yeah. All you, well, really, all you just see is like the oh, rolling the glass. glass. You don't even get to see. You don't see through it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it just seems like it's getting better, um, and 
and this guy's been doing it for a while, so you could just go back and watch the old stuff too. There's well, so much content here. You know what we need to do now, right? What's that? We need to to up it a little bit. Let's do this with bowling balls. Bowling balls. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be destru- destructive. Uh, which would mean more views. <laughs> Did you learn nothing from Johnny Knoxville? That's true. People would watch it if there's more destruction. Uh, I mean, I remember one. Oh gosh, it was it was a Formula or a Marbula One race, and something went wrong. And somehow, <laughs> something, somehow, something went wrong. Okay, wait. Explain yeah. what wrong is in I'm the gonna, context. I'm, I'm going to of- tell you. I'm going to tell you. Like they something went wrong, and uh, <laughs> they. Like, uh, probably while they were resetting, like, so something went wrong and they had to reset up all the marble, marbles in the starting <laughs> blocks. And I, I'm going to guess that maybe, like, one of those, the helpers, like, hit the stands it, or something yeah. like that. And so um, a marble ended up on the racetrack and ended up going to the ramp, you know, <laughs> while, like, right when the lights were ticking and they had to, like, they had to call off the race. They had to, like, stop the race. And there's like there's a mar- there's a marble going like somebody jumped onto the, <laughs> the, the thing is driving down the road right, right, <laughs> driveway and then but they and they didn't just like stop there and just like cut to like all right we're ready to go now no they like stopped the ramp halfway up put two marbles next to the one that was going up the ramp and then slowly backed the <laughs> ramp down like security security has gotten them you know, taken aback. <laughs> 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 oh, it was man. like, I mean, this guy has fun with it, and he's he does a great job with it. Yeah, you can tell that it's a passion project for. for oh him. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be spending way too much time watching yep. this, and I'm going to show it to my girls, and I think they're going to think it's hilarious, and they will I'm be pretty... they will be enthusiastically entertained by it for about four <laughs> and a half minutes. Yep, and then they'll be on to something else. So. Uh, well, I mean that's that's why you got to watch the Olympics and then like ha- have them pick teams, you know, and and group for the teams. <laughs> like, the, the the games change up, so they're like they'll probably stay into it for a little bit longer. It's true. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm watching there's some Marbula Marbula E right now, and there's, the, there's rafting. I just watched an underwater race. Again, this is I, what I'm doing for the entirety of this podcast. Just so you yeah. know. Funnel Race is awesome. I highly recommend Funnel Race. That's oh, is that just, the one where so he good. had a bunch of funnels set up and then the last one down wins? It's the last one down wins. Yeah, and that's, that was the first one I watched. It's amazing because sometimes it's not like you know some will just like fall through. And you're like, oh man, that stinks for them. But then like I, I remember there was one one race or, or yeah, I guess yeah it is a race it's a funnel race uh, one race I watched where um, one marble hung out in the bottom like the last funnel and just like knocked other marbles down the hole and won, won <laughs> completely won like it, it ended up winning the whole thing even though it was the first down to the bottom funnel it it was incredible <laughs> it's a it's a Cinderella story. <laughs> It's a Cinderella story. That's the, that's the 16 seed taking it all the way. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It. Oh man, there, there's, 
There's so much to love about this. So. Well, thank you for I, this. I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Ding! That's for that's for Mr. McSwiftface. <laughs> <laughs>